What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in today's video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top waiver wire targets heading into week four of the NFL season. So per usual, talking about around five players at each position, sometimes a few more, you know, sometimes a few less at you know positions like quarterback, maybe tight end. These are gonna be players who are available in 50% or more leagues. I did bump up the availability. I think I was doing available in 60%. We're going to go more to 50% because I see a lot of people in the comments saying like, oh, this guy didn't make the cut and it's players who are available in more leagues. But, you know, just to kind of balance out, you know, who could actually take info from this, we'll have players who are owned in few leagues, but also some guys who maybe are owned in more competitive leagues, but in home leagues, more casual leagues, they may be available. If you guys do have any fantasy questions, you know, this could be start sits, maybe a little early for week four, but I will still answer them. Waiver wire advice, trade advice anything. If you guys drop those down below, I'll respond to every single person. And then before we do get into the running backs, I actually have some really exciting news for you guys. So I have been given a uh, underdog promo code. So uh, if you guys sign up for underdog using code Quinn, you, they will uh, match your deposit up to $100. So if you guys want to jump on underdog, do some in-season drafts, play some pickums, you know, whatever you put down up to $100, they will match it. You put in 15, they will add 15 to your account. You will have $30. I will never come on here and push a product or a service that I don't personally believe in. You guys can look back to my videos throughout the off season. I always reference underdog ADP. I think their ADP is very sharp. I do drafts personally on their platform. So it is really a company I do believe in. Code Quinn, there's also gonna be a link down below in the description. You guys can press on that. It should send you right to the signup spot. I think it'll already have my code inputted in on there. But so that's for you guys if you want to sign up for underdog code quinn but now let's jump into the running back position and honestly a lot of quality options here i think we're going to start it off with alexander madison he is owned in 37.3 percent of leagues and he should have been owned before we saw delvin cook go down but even more you know we've seen a potential cook injury madison needs to be owned so cook left the game with a shoulder injury people love to talk about players who are injury prone you see that get thrown on McCaffrey. We saw it get thrown on Saquon. You want to know about a player who is actually injury prone. It is Dalvin Cook because he has continual shoulder problems. I think it's a situation where he dislocated it or tore his labrum a few years ago. And when that happens, it's an injury that kind of repeats. It becomes more and more common to suffer that again. So he has a history of those shoulder injuries. The early reports that I've seen, I'm hearing are that he does have a decent chance to play uh, heading into week four. So maybe you're not able to slot Madison into your lineup for week four, but he still needs to be owned. He's one of the most valuable handcuffs in fantasy football. If Cook misses any extended time, or even if Cook misses a week, I think you can confidently slot in Madison as a top 15 running back. Another handcuff who needs to be owned, Khalil Herbert. Owned in 25.4% of leagues, we saw David Montgomery leave this game in week three with a leg slash ankle injury. Apparently, early reports are saying that is also not super serious, but still, Herbert needs to be owned. He was dominant uh, yesterday. 20 carries, 157 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, added two receptions for 12 yards. These handcuffs need to be owned. I feel like I'm saying it every single week. Hopefully, you guys are the reason why their uh, you know, ownership percentages are going up week by week, but they need to be owned. These are the players who can slot in as starting running backs for you when the guys ahead of them do go down. 
Another player I'm looking at here is Brian Robinson. His ownership percentage is not going up fast enough. He is still sitting at only 36.8% owned. He is still eyeing a week five return. I don't know if you guys saw those highlights of him, you know, running routes before the game. Looks like he's moving well. He really does need to be rostered in every 10 or 12 team league. I don't want to keep saying the same things, but you know, he was the starting running back heading into the season. We saw Gibson have a really strong week one. Hasn't exactly been a world beater the last two weeks. I would not be surprised if Brian Robinson takes over that backfield, at least the early down work, you know, as soon as week five, week six, week seven, whenever he's back and whatever he's back at 100%, he definitely needs to be owned. You know, you got to get him now. I feel like that's really when people are going to be onto it this week. Submit your waiver claims for Brian Robinson. Then we have Jamal Williams owned in 44.4% of leagues coming off of a massive game. He definitely benefited here from Swift being limited. You know, Swift, you know, was getting the uh, third down opportunities, the passing down work. Other than that, it was basically all Jamal Williams, 20 carries, 87 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and then added two receptions for 20 yards. Jamal Williams is kind of in this solid situation where he actually has a weekly role where even if Swift is 100% healthy, Jamal Williams is still going to be getting a decent workload, but he also has that handcuff upside where he can put together games like this, if not better, if Swift is out of the lineup. And last year, it wasn't as valuable just because this Lions offense wasn't actually solid. And you know, Swift, I think is the higher upside play because he has the receiving work. But this Lions offense looks pretty legit through three weeks. They look like a solid unit. So if Swift were to go down, I think Jamal Williams is 100% startable and probably looking at like a mid-tier RB2 at the lowest, you know, if Swift did go down and miss time. So Jamal Williams also should be owned in over 50% of leagues. And then the final player here, talked about him every single week, Rashad White, 13.6% owned. He needs to be owned in more leagues. He is Fournette's handcuff. Fournette has a massive workload. It is not sustainable for him to stay healthy throughout the entire season. Rashad White is also the only other running back besides Fournette on this team that has a touch, a carry, in-game, you know, in-game actual usage. So Rashad White needs to be owned. If Fournette goes down, Rashad White is going to be the number one priority ad. It's best for you to already have him on your bench if, you know, something does happen to Fournette. Now we're going to switch over to the wide receiver position. And I feel like last week, you know, it was kind of thin for the wide receiver waiver wire. I feel like it's a lot more solid this week. And we're going to start it off with Romeo Dobbs, Dubs, however you say it, owned in 15.7% of leagues. So he actually had a nice opportunity to step up in this game with Sammy Watkins out, Christian Watson out. It was kind of this, you know, super hectic wide receiver room. You had a ton of cooks in the kitchen. You had, you know, uh, Alan Lazard getting, you know, the number one in terms of snap share, all of that. And then it was just kind of a jumble. You had Watkins up there and then like Watson, Dubs, Cobb, all these guys are fighting for the same opportunities. So Dobbs was able to come out and take advantage of those injuries. Eight targets, led the team, eight receptions, 73 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Now you may say, you know, once those guys start to come back, maybe Dobbs loses this role. But this is what we needed to see out of one of these rookie wide receivers. It could have been Dobbs. It could have been Watson. But we needed one of these guys to step up, gain Aaron Rodgers' trust. We didn't see Dobbs make any, you know, major mistakes. He looked great. He obviously produced because that's a guy who may be able to maintain this role. And if we can actually find a talented rookie who can maintain a solid snap share, have consistent routes run, 
that's the player who is going to break out of this Packers wide receiver room. So we'll see if he can hold on to this role. But I think heading into week four, he's earned some trust with Aaron Rodgers. He should probably be the number two moving forward behind Lazard. And he is definitely someone who should be picked up in more leagues. The next guy is actually going to be playing tonight, potentially. And that is Michael Gallup, owned in 46.7% of leagues. I still do not understand why this ownership percentage is so low. The wide receiver two for the Cowboys needs to be owned. And I think Gallup is actually someone where maybe if you missed out, he's on someone's bench. I think he's someone you may be able to buy low on within the next couple of weeks because he's coming back from the ACL. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, ease him back in. He could only play, you know, 15, 20 snaps tonight. And maybe he struggles for a few weeks. If Dak's not playing, it's not going to help his case for fantasy. But once Gallup really starts to get back, you know, when he's closer to 100%, that's when Dak Prescott is going to be back. You're going to have Gallup being the number two in a solid offense. And that's really where Gallup is going to produce. So if he's on someone's bench, I think he's someone you could look to trade for over the next few weeks. And if he's on waivers, please go out and snag him. Then we have Isaiah McKenzie owned in 14.5% of leagues coming off of a big, big week. He was targeted nine times, caught seven of those for 76 receiving yards, and then scored a touchdown, 21.2 PPR points. Now, some people may look at that stat line and think that he, you know, just totally broke out, earned that slot role, and that's not necessarily the case. He actually only played on 55% of Josh Allen's dropbacks, so he was still splitting that time with Jamison Crowder. However, you're looking at uh, McKenzie's production, then you look at Crowder's production. If they're getting even time, one of those guys is definitely making the case to kind of break out in that slot role. So it's possible he can continue to earn more playing time over Jamison Crowder moving forward. And that is definitely the hope here for McKenzie. Then we have Greg Dortch, who is still only owned in 6.6% of leagues. You know, if you perform solid week one, you know, it's all right. It could be a fluke. Week two, Maybe you got a little bit lucky two weeks in a row. If you put together three solid games and actually build on them, then I feel like you're probably a legit NFL player. So three games, Greg Dorch has scored 13.3 points, then 15.5 points, then he had 17 points here in week three, averaging 15.3 PPR points per game through those three weeks, and he only has one touchdown. So this isn't a situation where he's you know pulling a Devin Duvernay where he has like four touchdowns through three weeks, not necessarily getting the volume. He's scoring most of his points through volume opportunities. And I feel like the whole idea was like, okay, once Rondell Moore comes back, then Greg Dorch is probably done. At this point, I mean, like Greg Dorch is outproducing anything that Rondell Moore has done. So maybe they want to give Rondell an opportunity. We don't even know if Rondell is going to be back here in week four. And even if he does come back, We don't know if he's going to be 100%. And if he is 100%, do they truly believe that he is a better option here than Greg Dortch? This offense has been struggling. Are we really going to switch out one of the only producing, you know, players in this offense? There's just a lot of question marks there. I don't think Dortch is going to survive the DeAndre Hopkins return. But I think over the next three weeks, I think he's a viable start, to be completely honest with you. So to only be owned in 6.6% of leagues, to have someone who truly is startable heading into week four... I feel like definitely some people should take advantage of that. And then the last wide receiver on the graphic here is going to be Zay Jones. He's owned in 8.3% of leagues, had a big, big, big week three performance, was targeted 11 times, caught 10 of those for 85 receiving yards and a touchdown. He's commanded a solid number of targets through three games, 
24 targets. And I think he's someone who does become interesting if the Jaguars offense continues to look solid. Personally, I really wasn't in on any of these Jaguars weapons, except for Travis Etienne, which has not exactly gone well. But like looking at the wide receiver positions, I was lower on Christian Kirk than consensus. You know, I was semi-interested in Marvin Jones for a best ball, but I wasn't overly in on this offense. They look really, really solid through three weeks. It looks like Lawrence has taken a jump. I don't even know if it's taking a jump. Maybe it's just being in an actual competent offense, but Lawrence looks really, really solid. So if Zay Jones is sliding in here as like the number two, you know, you have him and Marvin Jones kind of in the same range in terms of snaps, but he has outproduced Marvin Jones. He is someone to watch out for looking forward. And then honestly, there are a ton of honorable mentions that I could have thrown on here. So just running through some quick guys, Sterling Shepard would have made this, but since we don't really have any new information to talk about with him, because he is playing tonight, I didn't put him on the graphic, but I still think he's someone who should definitely be owned with, uh, you know, Tony basically just in the doghouse. Wondell Robinson's missed some time. You have like guys like Richie James and something Sills as like their top wide receivers. Sterling Shepard should be the guy moving forward. Joshua Palmer, who had a solid game without Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen is not in the lineup, I think Joshua Palmer is someone you can definitely start. Devonta Parker had a massive game. After basically doing nothing for two weeks, he was targeted 10 times, caught five of them for 156 yards. We see that Mac Jones now is a high ankle sprain. I don't really know how that affects this uh, Patriots offense. Like Devontae Parker wasn't super involved through two weeks. Then Mac Jones goes down. So there's a lot of kind of red flags here. So we'll see what happens there. KJ Osborne with a big day, five for 73 and a touchdown. Someone who should be owned in deeper leagues as the Vikings wide receiver three could have some startable value if either Jefferson or Thielen go down. And then I just got to give a shout out here to Mac Hollins eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown. I don't think he's going to be fantasy viable going forward. You know, I'm guessing he had a bigger day because Hunter Renfro was out. So he was just competing with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. But I mean, he was making some legit plays out there. So maybe a guy to add if you're in a super deep league, but like 10, 12 team league, I don't think we can be expecting much here from Matt Collins. So that's it for the wide receivers. Now we're going to shift over to the quarterback position. Just a few guys here, starting it off with Jared Goff, owned in 29.5% of leagues. I referenced this when I was talking about Jamal Williams, but the Lions truly look like they have a legitimately good offense. Not something I was expecting here, you know, this early on in the season. I thought they'd have a decent unit. Could be a little bit surprising, but an actual good unit, not something I was expecting. He has 18.5 points per game through three weeks, and he has a solid matchup against the Seahawks in week four. So someone who, you know, just getting an early look at next week is a nice streaming option if maybe you had a quarterback injury or you're just kind of playing the waiver wire for the quarterback position. Then we have Marcus Mariota owned in 21.5% of leagues. He's been solid 16.3 points per game through three weeks. I thought we'd see a little bit more rushing upside out of him after week one. Week two and week three, he's kind of underperformed in that aspect. Maybe he bounces back in week four, but another player who I think is a solid streaming option And then the final quarterback here is going to be Jameis, owned in 29.2% of leagues. He's definitely struggled over the last two weeks. He does have some solid uh, matchups upcoming, which I think is decent in terms of his value as a streamer, but he still has the weapons and the overall passing volume to produce. So he's not someone I'm willing to give up on at this point. You know, Jameis has some ugly games, but with those ugly games do come some monster games. 
So maybe those are coming over the next few weeks. Now with the tight end position, we've got to start it off with David Njoku, owned in 32.7% of leagues. He's someone I really liked as a tight end sleeper heading into the uh, season. I kind of thought that was a bust prediction after the first two weeks where he basically did nothing. Then he goes out in week three after I move into a sit, 10 targets, nine receptions, 89 receiving yards, and a touchdown. I don't think we're going to be getting that kind of production out of Njoku every single week. I mean, I feel like that doesn't even need to be said, but I feel like it's very hard to imagine that he's not more involved moving forward. Like we can't have a repeat of the first two weeks. He's clearly very talented. They, you know, went to him a lot. He produced. I expect them to go back to him in the future. And it's probably someone who's going to be, you know, startable moving forward. Then we have Tyler Conklin, a guy where in one of my fantasy leagues, I had Cole Komet as the starter. Obviously couldn't stick with that. There were a few different waiver wire options. I went with my guy, Tyler Conklin, only owned in 10.9% of leagues. And I would say it worked out for me. He's put up double digit points in three straight weeks. He's averaging 12.7 PPR points per game. That's like mid-tier tight end one production. He's commanded 24 targets through three games. As long as Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback, I think Tyler Conklin is definitely startable. And not saying that if Zach Wilson comes back, he's not, but it is just like, you know, Flacco has a few guys. He's been hitting up a lot. Tyler Conklin is one of them. So I think he's still startable with Zach Wilson because his route participation is so great, but I think he's definitely benefiting from Flacco as the quarterback. Then we have Irv Smith. I feel like we're at the point here where these guys probably aren't startable week to week, but you know, potential streaming options, tight end twos. Irv Smith owned in 36.8% of leagues, 14 targets over the past two weeks. He's going to be on a solid offense. We'll see what he can do in that role. Logan Thomas owned in 45.2% of leagues. Some of you guys were not happy when I listed Logan Thomas as a sit in the tight end video. This is kind of what I was expecting here with this Washington team. I still don't really view him as startable. He has a solid role in this offense, but you know, once this unit came back down to earth, when you have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, are we still going to see Logan Thomas giving you fantasy production? He has 14 targets through three weeks. So nothing crazy here, but a guy who's been a back end tight end one before, I don't think he's the worst streaming play. And then a guy who I think is actually a little bit more interesting would be Evan Ingram, who's only owned in 28.3% of leagues. He saw some really great usage and solid production in week two. Then in week three here, he only caught one pass for nine yards. He did actually have a touchdown called back. So obviously that's a game changer for his fantasy production, but he still had 80% route participation this week. I talked about it with, who was I talking about it with? Oh, the wide receiver, Zay Jones. The Jaguars offense looks solid. So if Evan Ingram is still getting that type of route participation, he's getting involved. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on at the tight end position. And then the final fantasy position, we're rolling with some defenses, some streaming options. I stream every week. So these are players that I'm going to have my eye on. Starting it off with the Eagles, who are only owned in 36.4% of leagues. They go up against the Jaguars. I know the Jaguars have looked solid. So maybe you want to fade away from the Eagles, but the Eagles defensively, I think are also a pretty solid unit. So, you know, maybe it's a battle of a decent offense versus a good defense. Or you could go with the Giants who are owned in 9.1% of leagues. They are going up against the Bears. So obviously a fantastic matchup for them. Then we have the Lions who are only owned in 0.8% of leagues. Not exactly a defensive juggernaut, but they go up against the Seahawks. Not exactly, you know, an offense that is firing on all cylinders. Then we have the Colts owned in 47.1% of leagues. They go up against the Titans. Colts have a solid defense. 
Titans looked rough through two weeks, had a bounce back here in week three, but still a potential option. And then we have the Cardinals who are only owned in 1.4% of leagues. They're going up against the Panthers and the Panthers offense just looks horrendous. So something to look at there with those defenses. Those are every position uh, for the waiver wire targets. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Remember, if you want to sign up for underdog uh, code Quinn, link will be down below in the description. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. If you did enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you guys in the next one.